Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. Uh, dun, dun, dun. No, that's the bride song. Uh, um, dun, bum, 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 bum. Why did I do the Met Wedding song? Um, I feel like you were thinking of the song that's like do 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 do. Oh, I love that song. Me too. It always makes me sad. Oh, it makes me happy because uh, there's a version of that song that me and my friends sing that um, I'll sing to you in person when I see you next, Kelly. But I cannot sing it on the show because it is um salacious. Not, it yeah, it's not safe for NSFP. Not safe for podcast. Right. Um, but. You know what it does make me think of? Did, have you ever watched Arrested Development? Yeah. Oh. Whenever George Michael gets sad <laughs> and walks away, they always play that song for some reason, even though I, it's a Christmas song. It's 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 very funny. I like that bit. We should do that every time it's, something bad happens on this show. Uh, yeah. I don't think that is a copyright free song, unfortunately. That's fine. We'll just steal. Um, It's our last episode. Last regular Episode of the year, Kelly. Yippee! Meaning this is the last time we'll cover news in 2023. Wow. Because we got a couple more lined up for you. We'll be with you. You won't have any gap in release. But we will be taking a breather as we record some pre-recordings starting next week. Um, but this is the last time we'll be covering big news. And there's a lot of it because uh, there's there a certain show that happened. Yes, there was. But, but before we talk about that show, there is one bit of news that didn't come from that show and is tangentially related. Uh, news that I don't think is, I don't think it's shocking, but I do think that hearing about it kind of out of nowhere did surprise me. Um, our friends over at E3 posted a good old fashioned tweet to let us know it's done. E3 will never come back. It is forever goodbye from them. Um, like I said, we've been talking about this for, I mean, we've been literally talking about this for years now. Yeah, I, uh, I think, like you said, we kind of all knew this was coming, but it was kind of like randomly announced out of nowhere through a tweet. But and kind of right on the tail end of such. It's not like Jeff is the direct competitor to E3, but like he kind of is. So right after his show, having them announce that they're done forever, it was it was unexpected. Yeah, definitely. Definitely unexpected. Uh, but yes, the Game Awards did happen. Whoop, whoop. Uh, I guess I want to, I don't have this written anywhere. Before we jump into news, what did you think of the Game Awards 2023? Um, non-specific, <laughs> like no game specific things. Right. I thought it was interesting. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I think it's the event is has is having an identity crisis right now. Um, not really sure if it wants to be an award show or if it wants to be a big advertising platform. Um, I think we all know what it wants to be. And I think there's a discrepancy between what people the common audience want it to be and what the runners of the show want it to be. Um, I personally felt like this year was a little bit egregious how the awards were presented. Um, 
and how there was not really any sort of acknowledgement of anything um, that has happened really in the gaming sphere this year. Um, no, not even a I little think bit. It is not an exaggeration to call Jeff a bit of a boot kisser um, because really there was no acknowledgement of the swath of layoffs that have happened in this industry. Um, I think there was also a really weird, and this is just what's it's going to be from now on, but just the like, oh my God, this, this celebrity's here, this, this movie actor is here. And it's like, these people aren't even, I mean, come on. I get, I guess Timothy Chalamet is a big deal, but we let, we let Simu Lu talk for like five minutes about that stupid RTS game that looks absolutely awful. Sorry. Well, that game's also already out. Like it's just DLC. Right. It just felt, it just feels like I said, it's having a little bit of an identity crisis, but beyond that, I felt like this year was, uh, I felt like it started off pretty strong and then got really, really bad and ended really, really bad. I was actually shocked at how poorly it ended. Yeah. I mean, that's the Um, thing for me is like, I agree because it was a pretty common thing among the discourse. Like, wow, give the devs more time to talk because they got played off like the second they started their speeches. And it's like, that's we'd rather watch them speak than the celebrities. Um, And you just said like Simu Lu talk for like five minutes. And it's like, why didn't we let game of the year winner talk for five minutes? Why didn't we let best performance talk for five minutes? Why didn't we let any of those people? And I think there was just a clash there. And like you said, uh, obviously no show is perfectly paced. But it seemed like Jeff had been kind of figuring that crap out with the past couple shows we've seen. Um, but this show, it was like, because it's three and a half hours long. It starts at 7.30 and goes to 11. Ugh. That's, the, I'm sorry, that's absurd. Uh, it is. And the first two hours, which is crazy to say, was good, I would say. It was consistent reveals. It was uh, fast-paced. It was a variety of different things, kind of appealing to everybody. Um, and then the last hour and a half, we will not even talk about very much because it was trailers for live service games, many of which were already out. It was way more commercial loaded, um, which is frustrating because like seeing commercials for games that are already out, I'm like, these are out. Like we don't need to be seeing a trailer for Avatar Frontiers of Pandora right <laughs> now. I can buy that game if I want it, you know, and I understand mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's how they pay for these things. But we don't need it to be at the Peacock Theater with all this grandeur, you know? Yeah. It could be at his little weird virtual theater with a couple devs and that's it, you know? And you just like secretly call all the devs who won and be like, hey, you're going to have to give a speech. But alas, I had a lot of fun watching it with you and friend of the show Cameron. And like I said, that first two hours, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack and a lot to dig through here. We'll probably have to go pretty quickly so we don't talk for three and a half hours. Um, but I think we have a little more control than than somebody who made the game awards. So <laughs> I think you might be right. Um, so starting off with the pre-show that happens before the actual game awards starts, um, we got a few announcements. Uh, one that was pretty interesting was the Brothers Tale of Two Sons remake which is coming this February 28th. 
right at the tail end of that very short month that is February. It looks way different. I never played the original, so I don't really know. Um, I think but... for me, the, the change of art style is a little confusing. Um, I hope this did not take away any resources from whatever this team is doing next, because in a sense, I got my prediction, right, that we were going to see the Joseph R.S. game. I just thought maybe it would be a, a new one and not a remake. Um, and yeah. oddly, I was inspired. I downloaded Brothers, the original <laughs> to my PS4 because or my PS5 because it's on PlayStation Plus and I'm like oh I'll probably just play this so I don't have to pay for it because the remake looks nice but the original has such like a deliberate style that I'm like I'm okay playing like the less graphically intense version of this yeah <clears throat> but uh, interesting start interesting start for sure yeah the pre-show is sort of like the where they put all the indie games and stuff and it was good it was very good for that um we saw another indie game right after that, coming from the mind of Inscription, Daniel Mullins. Um, I played Inscription last year, and I loved it. Truly loved it. It was one of my Game of the Year candidates last year. And uh, his original game, Pony Island, which is not about ponies. Well, it is a little bit, but it's just a weird sort of meta game, is getting a sequel. Pony Island 2 Panda Circus, and it looks nuts. Um his games are all subversive and like meta, but this one looks, it just looks odd and fantastic yeah. in my opinion. There's a lot of moving parts in this trailer and it's kind of hard to describe. It's So weird. I would implore you to watch it because I, it, I really don't know what this game is going to be like. I pray that this leads to uh, Pony Island 1 coming to console. Because right now, I mean, this game was not announced for console. It was just announced for 2025 on PC, um, which that was a trend. A lot of these games are going to be 2025, which is not necessarily a problem. That makes sense. You know, 2025 is in 12 months now. So um, I hope that this leads to a console release. But I'm going to be honest. There's some things from the show that make me inclined to maybe be looking into a Steam Deck for early next year because uh, there's a lot of PC games coming out that I'm like, oh, I want to play that, and it doesn't look like it's coming to console, at least not right away. Wow. Might be joining You'll be you. a Steam Decker. Sure. I'll pretend you you'll didn't be say that. It sounded gross. One of, you'll be one of the people that didn't win a Steam Deck at the Game Awards. Oh, wait, that's everybody. Yeah, because I couldn't sign up. You had <laughs> I don't a three think anybody hour, could. You had a three-hour window to sign up for it. Like, during the show, you were allowed to sign up for a free steam deck giveaway and uh it wouldn't load wouldn't load wouldn't load and then after like an hour i got in and it said my queue time was four and a half hours and i'm like the giveaway is two hours remaining so i just closed the tab and gave up yeah that's frustrating yeah um, but i could still win that trip to universal i did get on that one that's good that's I'll, exciting i'll take you we go to mario world if i win okay hey do you want to hear another game that was uh, shown off at this pre-show? I do. Uh, it's called Usual June from the same studio that made Tunic. Uh, it seems to be some sort of action-adventure game with a unique style. Um, and it comes out in 2025. It's freaking pretty. Yeah, it looks good. I felt like the music was nice. I liked the way the combat was had sort of the stylized like action lines. It looked cool. 
yeah, I'm, I, this is, this was a real surprise for me. I didn't love Tunic. I don't think it quite clicked for me, but I know a lot of people do. And I think that this game looks stunning. So I'm excited to see more of it probably late next year. Yes. A game that I feel that I summoned from the ether um, <laughs> because I played Golden Idol last week for the first time uh, is a sequel to Golden Idol. So we're getting Rise of the Golden Idol. This game is coming out next year, 2024, on every major platform, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, Steam, and mobile via Netflix, because this game is produced by Netflix, um, which makes me feel comforted, because as Netflix breaks into the space, the gaming space, one of my biggest concerns was them scooping up games like this and putting them only on Netflix. That would stink. I don't want to play the sequel to Golden Idol only on my phone, you know? So yeah. seeing it come to everything, I feel way better about that, especially if like if we have a Switch 2 next year with a much better display and uh, visuals, I would be inclined to play it on a touchscreen like that. Um, but I'm excited. This game's going to take place in the 70s, which is very different from like the old British times of the original game. Um, this game looks great, and I also think it's kind of weird that right after I finished it, this was announced, which totally happened just once this show that i summoned an indie game from the ether oh did it yep or perhaps you're setting up what i'm about to say for the next story for the next game that was announced oh which could it, was could it be a lot weirder than that even I it don't could know. be a lot weirder because it's uh the world of goo 2 which is a sequel to a 15 year old game <laughs> which so you played like two weeks ago I literally finished World of Goo the night before the Game Awards, and in my brain, I'm like, what if they announced a sequel? Which is crazy. That's weird. It's been 15 years. But we were feeling, oddly, we were feeling the premonitions. We were feeling the premonitions last week for the Game Awards. I think both of us had some odd ESP Yeah. Oh, yours is much happening. bigger than mine. Yours is much bigger than mine, but we'll get there. I don't know. World of Goo 2 is kind of a stretch, would you not say? <laughs> well, also because they've made two other games since World of Goo. So when I thought, like, oh, it's time for their next game, I wouldn't have guessed World of two Goo 2. I would have guessed something completely new. Yes. 15 years. Literally 2009 the original came out. Yes. Uh, this game is slated for 2024. So. It looks great. It looks like the same game, but in a good way, like. I finished that game. I loved it. I'm not going to review it later because we already talked about it, but like more of it just sounds like a good thing to me. So, yes. So cheers to cheers to the team over there. I look forward to your work. 2D boy and tomorrow corporation. So Those are interesting studio names. Yeah, this is this is kind of nuts for a pre-show. So yeah, to close out the pre-show. We got one more indie darling returning to the spotlight. The Dead Cells creator announced their new game, Windblown. I think this game was a pretty big surprise for me, at least, in the sense that it starts with adorable uh, animals on screen, like little animation of these little animals. And I thought it was cute, like a little kid game. Um, and then it gets real bloody as these animals start getting just absolutely hacked to pieces in the same cute animated style um this is a isometric roguelike game i think it looks really good um it's coming to early access in 2024 again another reason i might want to get a steam deck or a pc next year um i'm excited that this developer is doing something different with their next game but kind of sticking to the same 
surprising ideas, you know? Yes. Isn't there like a Dead Cells animation in the works or my? Yeah, no, you're right. A Netflix okay. series, actually. Yes. So, which I'm more excited for that now just because the opening cinematic or the cinematic part of this trailer is awesome. And it's the same studio making that show. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the pre-show. Pretty exciting stuff. Very well paced in comparison to what would soon follow. Just kidding. <laughs> kind of I'm excellent. joking. I'm joking. I'm serious. I was going to say. <laughs> um, so the Game Awards proper uh, began, and it was pretty much as you expected, a lot of announcements. Um, one of the first being a sci-fi role-playing game uh, called Exodus. It was introduced by um, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, he's <laughs> in the game, which is okay. He's it's not. better when they're in the game. Still not great. It's weird when he's not in the trailer, though. Yeah, I think that was a little <laughs> bit confusing that he wasn't in the trailer. They Like, you couldn't hear his voice at all, um, nor were, did any of the characters look or act like him. But he was in Interstellar, which is kind of a movie about time and space, which is what this game seems to be about. So we were kind of connecting the dots. Um, something kind of cool about this uh, game and what we've learned since is that there's a lot of old Bioware blood in it. Um, the lead writer is Drew Karpshin, who wrote the first Mass Effect game, as well as a bunch of Mass Effect novels, which is pretty cool. You can definitely feel the influence just in this trailer alone. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that this was something that I was not expecting to be excited about, but I am excited about it just because of what we've learned since the trailer, which is that it's an RPG, that there's going to be customizable characters, that there's going to be like companions and uh like I said, the the Bioware blood. So it's a mass exciting. effect. It's a mass effect game in a lot of ways. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I'm excited to uh see how Matthew McConaughey is incorporated. I think he's actually a really great actor. Um but I don't know how well that translates to voice acting. Sometimes it, it it works really well, and sometimes it does not work well at all. So we'll see. Did you like... I, I The only thing that frustrated me is that the gameplay looked really, really good, but it was 20 seconds of the trailer. Yeah. Like, I was like, I want to see more <laughs> of that. It looks like a really cool game, but maybe it's a lot earlier in development than we know. Yeah. Because there's not even a window on this one, so... <clears throat> Yeah, it's, it's hard to say when we'll see this game. Um, I'm, uh, what was I going to say? Um, 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 um. Something about um, Mr. McConaughey. Oh, I also liked that they played uh, the song by Muse, uh, which was also in Twilight. Oh, yeah, you said that during the trailer, and I was like, that's hysterical. <laughs> um, that song is formative to me as a former Twihard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just kidding. But yeah, this was probably the most exciting game that I saw at the Game Awards. Really? Like brand new reveal or at all? Probably brand new reveal. Okay. Well, maybe. Because we there's... did see a Persona 3 reload trailer, well, which we didn't was... talk about because it was just a little bit of footage. But Yeah, that's I don't count that just because it's, you know. Cheating. Yeah, and it's like that game is coming out <laughs> in a few days. a month. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A game... <clears throat> From the Persona team that we saw a new look at was Metaphor Re Fantasio, 
This is a game we kind of didn't know a lot about. We saw it at the Xbox showcase in June. Um, that's when it was announced, and we knew it was from the Persona team, but we didn't know very much, and we got a new trailer that definitely gave us a lot better of an idea of what we're working with here. This game, imagine Persona, take out the school, and put in some religion. Um, that kind of seems like what they're going for here, but it has all of the core members of the team. Music by Shoji Maguro. Visuals look incredible. Um, there is more action in this one, so when you see combat on the overworld, you go over, you slash at the enemy, and you know then you enter some turn-based combat. But if you're stronger than them, you can actually defeat them with just action on the field. Um, Kelly and I have both played Persona 5. Many of you have. It's kind of like when you're in uh, Mementos. Yeah, and you crash into an enemy that you're just that much stronger than, and you just take them out in an instant. You get a little less experience and stuff, but you take them out in an instant. And I think that's really satisfying. So I think they took that idea... And really blew it up. Um, but I'm a lot, a lot more excited for this game than I was in June. Because I feel like now we get a much fuller idea of what we're dealing with. I think I, the Persona team's really stretching their legs with this one. Um, I think the reveal trailer was very uh, rickety. It was really low res. There was a lot of weirdness in it. I think maybe they just were like pushing that trailer out really quickly because this trailer does not have any of that it looks extremely polished the visual style is incredible the menus look nuts um it is not persona 6 i think it probably has a budget similar to what persona 6 will but it is clearly going for something completely different um and it moved way up on my anticipated games list personally from this trailer and we got a fall 2024 window now, so we have an idea of when it's coming out. Yeah, I I think that this trailer definitely helped a lot to boost its image, so to speak. Uh -huh. um, I saw a beautiful blue-haired protagonist, and I said, this is feeling a little familiar for me. Just kidding. I'm joking. Well, you're a Persona um, and a Fire Emblem fan, so. I know. If they've got blood. blue hair, I'm there. <laughs> I said it there I said it um, but no I and I liked being able to see more of the characters in this trailer I think that helped a lot too because yeah. in the last one I think we really kind of just saw the main protagonist we didn't really see like who might be the antagonist and um, who might be like companions there's a there's a little animal companion who I hope is not annoying as as uh, as animal companions have been in the past two Atlas titles what I mean, Teddy's heck? not really an animal. Well, we'll talk about it later. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, uh, this looks good. I'm excited. And the fall 2024 release window is very uh, unexpected, but also excited. But also, um, knowing Atlas, uh, that might not be the final release window. Yeah, I mean, I'll give them but the let's benefit be optimistic. of... let's be optimistic. I was going to say, they've been real good post-Persona 5. Right. And like, Which, everything else has been worldwide release... Yes. Um, and they've been pretty good about, especially yes. all those Persona spinoffs and stuff. Yes. Let's be optimistic. I am, personally. I but am, too. That's a good way to, that's a good start to the show with the the pre-show and these two reveals. God, yeah. we, need, we need to hurry up, though. I'm, 
I mean, that's my fault. I talked about metaphor a lot. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, the next thing we saw, we got this uh, interesting little uh, teaser trailer for the uh, first DLC for God of War Ragnarok. I don't know if it'll be the last, but it's not really a DLC. It's kind of like an expansion, so to speak. But it's like a, a God of War roguelike, I guess, where you're just sort of uh, beating M up, if you will, um, as Kratos. Beating M up. Uh, and I think the cool thing about this uh, trailer was that uh, it's out now. Uh, so they showed it last week, and the the thing, the expansion, I guess, came out uh, for listeners two days ago on the 12th of December. So very exciting. And free. And I Oh, think. yeah. And free. That's uh, pretty <laughs> important. So uh, happy holidays. Uh, here's your God of War Ragnarok. DLC. It's called Valhalla. Sorry, thought I said that. I think I'll be repeating some things I said to you already, but when they said it was free, I actually lost interest. And I know that sounds silly because it's like, oh, they're giving it to you for free. Um, I am not going to return to God of War Ragnarok unless there's a like really substantial DLC, something yeah. really crazy, something like a story. Yeah, an expansion, and I think there's story in this, but it's not enormous. You know, this is there are hints in this. If you played Ragnarok, you know this is a sequel to Ragnarok. There are certain characters that are not visible in this trailer, and you're like, okay, if they're not there, this takes place after Ragnarok. Um, but a friend of the show, Cameron, like hinted, he's like, oh, what if it's like. A cheap little sequel kind of like lost legacy uncharted lost legacy like right when it started and i was like that would be incredible that would be what i want to see and then it was free dlc and i'm like well you missed the mark immensely and got me very excited for something that will never happen <laughs> but yeah this also uh I, when it started with the playstation studios like i got excited being like oh if this is playstation studios maybe they'll have some stuff to show to fill out the year and um that hope kind of fell apart by the end of the show. <laughs> As did hopes for most everything else. Yeah. Um, something that gave me a lot of hope, so much hope, that it made me want to get up off my off my thang and take a walk, a big one, was the reveal of House House, the developer of Untitled Goose Game. Their new game, it's called Big Walk. How would What's the one word you would use to describe this trailer, Kelly? It was very quirky. It's wild. This trait you play as little like duck things, like little abstract duck creatures. Kookaburras? What are they? Kookaburras? Kookaburra? Yeah. Are they kookaburras? Kookaburra sits in an old gum tree. Okay, you yeah, play yeah. as kookaburras. I don't it's know. It's like little stylized. Well, kookaburra is a bird yeah. from Australia, but these guys are like little stylized birds. <clears throat> well, they have a beak, right? They do so. have a beak. They're adorable, and I love the style, and it looks like it's uh, multiplayer. I don't know if multiplayer is going to be required. We'll find out when the game comes out in 2025. It is a uh, clearly vast... Uh, what's the word? There's a lot more ambition behind this than Untitled Goose Game. I loved Untitled Goose Game, but it was a pretty small-scale game, and this looks like it's actually going to be pretty big-scale. And I can't tell you what the mission of the game is. Besides taking a big walk. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad that this kind of weird game got so so much attention at the Game Awards. Yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. 
um, a game that never fails to get attention at any sort of game show is uh, Hellblade 2, Senua's oh. Saga, which is, it's actually Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2. I said that in the wrong order, but uh, someone didn't write it on the sheet, so. I didn't write it in the wrong order. I just didn't write all of it. Right. So uh, we saw another uh, cinematic trailer of this game. Uh uh, not much to say that hasn't already been said. We've seen this game maybe a million times. Uh, we did get a release window of 2024, which is, you know, Finally. okay. <laughs> like, sure, why not? Uh, technically, it looks very impressive, but it has technically looked impressive the past, like, five shows that we've seen it at. So at least I might be exaggerating is, a little bit, but, you know. There's gameplay this time, which is exciting because we have not seen that. It's usually like weird cinematic stuff, but this has some gameplay. So I'm like, okay, yeah. it's a game now. And to be fair, I mean, so much of the game is gameplay is weird cinematic stuff. So yeah, and they like there's clearly a lot of confidence behind this because it was actually presented right after a musical performance uh, inspired by the game, and the musical performance was weird, <laughs> like real weird, and got a lot of time. I liked uh, it. I didn't dislike it, but it was weird. <laughs> Um, and I'm glad this game is actually coming to fruition, and hopefully this is the last time we have to see it at something. I mean, we'll see it at the Xbox show in June, but oh my goodness, stop. Like, this game was revealed at Game Awards 2019, and I think we've seen it at every Game Awards since then. And I'm like, I don't care anymore. I'll play it when it comes out, but please just stop telling me about it. Yeah. But that's, that. it's still, I'm glad it actually has a window, you know? Yeah. Um, one of our friends made an appearance at the show. Ikimi, oh, Ikumi Nakamura made an appearance. You might recognize her from the Bethesda Showcase of 2018, 19, pre-COVID. She made an appearance at the Bethesda show. She was adorable. And everybody's like, oh, my God, she's adorable. What's she working on? She was at the time working on Ghostwire Tokyo, but she left Bethesda. And now started her own studio, and she's working on a game called Komori. And we finally got a teaser trailer, and this is uh, the studio's called Unseen. I think it might be Square Unseen. I'm not sure. Yeah, there's a yeah. Little... There's a square in the logo. But yeah, it was just a cinematic trailer. But because she came out and presented it, I feel like everybody was on board with it. Um, she's adorable, and she was adorable and lovable. Um. I don't know what the game is. Yeah. I'm just happy she's back. Yeah, I mean, the design looks cool. The music was really cool. Yeah, it was a great... As far as cinematic trailers go, which I am i don't have a lot of forgiveness for, you know me, especially, I'm pretty strict. Um, but this game, in my brain, this is what Ghostwire Tokyo would have been if she, like, had complete control. Because this game is also about yokai. Um, which is, you know, Ghostwire Tokyo's whole thing is that it's about yokai. And then at the end of this trailer, they reveal a ton of yokai and they look really interesting and stylized and very colorful. So I'm excited to see more. And I, I'm, she, uh, you know how I just complain about Hellblade being in everything? Yes. If Miss Nakamura is at everything, that's okay with me. She can show yes. me as many trailers as she wants for as many years as she wants. Yes. I'm in agreement there. This probably you. will be years away too. <laughs> I would yeah. put this, I'm going to go ahead and put a 2029 on this one. Oh my God. No, maybe like kidding. 2026. I would, I'm going to, I'm sticking to 2029. Do you understand what you're saying? Yes. It is I 2023. Think it is six years away. No, there's no way. 
That's just my rough guess. And there's you know. that that's not possible. If it was a different developer, maybe. But someone yeah. who's new, quote unquote, to the scene, just because everybody likes her, there's no way they would say, okay, come on up here and announce the game six years in advance. I just don't think that would be the case. Unless it was something huge like, oh, I don't know, Elder Scrolls <laughs> Six. Or <clears throat> Mass Effect. Well, yes. <laughs> I thought you were gonna hit much closer to home with that one. No. I I I don't think it's probably if I'm going to be honest it's probably between our two guesses it's probably like going to say 2026 and then hit in 2027. Yeah. But I still think it looks great and I'm happy she's back on the scene. Yeah. Me too. Uh we got another trailer for a game by the makers of Ori and the Blind Forest and the other Ori game. Will of Ori the Wisps. and the Will of the Wisps. <laughs> oh. Um <laughs> I thought you were asking. Sorry. Oh. No, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, the people in this uh, trailer had very long faces. It looks to be some sort of medieval uh, adventure game. It's called No Rest for the Wicked. Uh, it's an RPG. The uh, The YouTube description really talks it up. Uh, a, pres- a visceral precision action RPG set to reinvent the genre. That's wow. a pretty bold thing to say. Um, but more power to you. Uh, we didn't really get... A whole lot from this trailer other than uh, it's a game and it's happening and it's coming out March 1st, which is very soon. No, 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 no. Oh, we're learning more on March 1st. We all panicked. We're like, what? So we're definitely, (laughs) definitely didn't get a lot from this trailer, but we will on March 1st. Um, I feel bad because I kind of didn't watch this trailer uh, because Kelly sent a meme that was just Idris Elba's face from the nominees four times. So I was just laughing at that instead of watching this trailer. And I just, I watched the trailer more in depth now, um, as I did when I was making the sheet. It does look kind of sick. Like, it looks very impressive, and I'm excited. The Ori team is extremely talented, so. Do you think it will reinvent the genre of RPGs? I think it'll be good. (laughs) I don't think it'll reinvent anything. And that's okay. Okay, now you're dead. Okay. Maybe we can learn more. Maybe you can learn more. On March first, it looks stunning. Like I'm a really big fan of the art style, and I feel bad that I didn't give it a fair shake because of Kelly's meme. Don't blame me, okay? I do. You sent it to me. We were all sending memes. I saw a tweet that was really funny that said, "People don't even say bless you anymore; they just look at you like this." And it was four (laughs) pictures of Idris Elba's face, and it made me laugh. So I sent it to my good friends who I was watching the Game Awards with, and. uh, I think I brought some joy into their lives, and now I'm being blamed for that. Yeah, and one of them decided to stop watching the show that was extremely important to watch for the sake of this podcast. Well. Uh, Kelly, do you like Sega? No. Great bit. (laughs) Sega announced not one, not two, not three, not four, but five games at once um, in an odd move. They started with a live-action minute-long tease that then led into the announcement of remakes for Jet Set Radio, Crazy Taxi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, and Shinobi. And there was a little bit of footage for all of those games. Uh, I'd say mostly for Jet Set Radio. The other ones didn't get quite as much. But they all do look like substantial remakes. Um, The only Windows we got was that Jeff said over the next several years. So I'm going to guess that one of the, like they're probably going to be once a year we'll get one of these if i had to guess um i think 
Well, maybe not quite as bad because that would put these as far back as 2028. Um, but just from a glance and my kind of understanding, I would guess that Jet Set Radio is definitely the furthest along. Um, it looks really complete. And then I think maybe Streets of Rage after that. Um, I don't know. They all kind of look finished. The only one that I thought maybe didn't look super finished was Golden Axe. Um, yeah. Which I agree. I think Jet Set Radio is probably coming first. I hope this year. That'd be, well, 2024. I was going to say, um, this year, the three weeks we have left. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. This is a cool way to announce something like this. And they also ended with and more, so they must have more remakes on the horizon. Who knows what that'll mean. Yeah. Pretty exciting stuff. Very interesting way to announce these things. Um, we got a very uh, interesting trailer after that. Uh, as we know, Behavior and Supermassive have been working on a Dead by Daylight narrative game. Um, and uh, we got our first trailer for it. It's called The Casting of Frank Stone. Um, as someone who plays Dead by Daylight, I think this is sort of an alternate universe uh, to the Dead by Daylight universe because the killer kind of looks familiar, but not quite. The survivors kind of look familiar, but not quite. Um, so at, I'm sure, you know, it's a super massive game, so I'm sure we can expect some level of like narrative storytelling, choice making, that sort of thing. Uh, we didn't get a whole lot with this trailer, as to be expected. Um, we did get a little bit of lore tidbits, and then the uh, uh, coming in twenty twenty four tag. So in the smallest text, yeah, they the were really smallest. like wish list it right now, and then it was like coming twenty twenty four. I missed like I feel like we watched it, and then just as it ended, I was like, oh oh, is this twenty twenty four? Yeah, it was very, like, very odd, but... I'm excited for you. I'm also... I'll probably yeah. play it. I really like uh, Supermassive games. So, well, sometimes. Um, the ones that are good are really good, and then the ones that are bad are, like, you never want to touch again. I just feel like this will be better because it has a really cool brand attached to it. I agree. And I think the thing about Dead by Daylight is there's so much lore, and people don't realize that because it's an online game multiplayer people aren't like thinking about the lore of the game really they're just like oh my gosh you can play as michael myers you know and you can kill steve from stranger things and it's like okay but there's more to it and there's a whole universe that exists there that has been pretty unexplored so i think this will be really cool so that was exciting for me you know what's exciting for some people but not you sure can i say something really quick about what i'm about to talk about or what you're kind of okay the trailer, I'm, I just pulled it up on my YouTube for the, the game that we're about to talk about. I just got a pre-roll ad because my ad blocker doesn't work anymore. Uh, uh, not that I use an ad blocker. Um, the pre-roll ad is for Exodus. Oh. That's weird that they're pushing that in ads already. Do we feel like this game might be coming sooner than we think? No, I do not think that. I why think are they? Why am I seeing an advertisement for it before my YouTube video? Poor publisher decision. Not understanding that they should wait. Matthew McConaughey money. Do you sincerely believe that Matthew McConaughey put... No, no, no. I'm saying like they put so much money into putting McCarthy McConaughey. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what I just said. I feel like they're probably... I think this game has... Well, Exodus has so much money behind it that they're like... Really? I mean, I have Matthew McConaughey. It looks really, really expensive from the trailer. I think it might have a lot of money behind it. So I think they might just be like, well, we just got to push it for as many years as it's in development. We'll see. You might be right, but. I don't know. I just feel like it's weird. Well, you're weird, so. Okay. What's the next game? 
another 15-year return. Um, I don't know a lot about this series, so when they said 15 years, I was like, no, it's not. Uh, because it's gotten quite a few remakes in the past few years. But the Mana series, Secret of Mana, Trials of Mana, is getting a new game called Visions of Mana from Square Enix. It's coming next year. Um, I think it looks nice. I don't have an investment in the Mana series, so I'm not that excited. But I do think it looks nice. Do you still think it looks bad, or were you just unimpressed? Did I say I thought it looked bad? You said you didn't like how it looked when we were watching it. Oh. you said I think it was their faces or something that bothered you. Oh, I don't know. It's not that I don't like it. I just, uh, you know, not my type of game. It is. The fact that it's from uh, Square makes me hopeful. And Trials of Mana, the latest uh, remake, did get really well received. So I'm hopeful that that means that this game will do well. Um. And it's out next year, so that's good. I'm glad it's coming out soon. Yeah. Probably a very, very exciting surprise for some people. Yeah. All you mana heads out there. Or mana. Is it mana or mana? Mm, you could say both. You are my hermana. Just kidding. You're a man, so you'd be my hermano. And you're not even, so. Anyway. Trials of hermana. So something really interesting <laughs> happened last week in our episode I was like, I think there's going to be a new Kojima game at the Game Awards, completely forgetting about Death Stranding 2 being a thing. And then I remembered remembered Elle Fanning, and I was like, oh my god, Elle Fanning. (laughs) Death Stranding 2. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe it'll be Death Stranding 2 then. And Andrew, being a good, kind Hermano, was like, (laughs) you might be right. He was like, he might show something new. Meanwhile, in Andrew's head, he was like, she's so wrong. She's she's crazy. You can't read my head. She's really lost the plot. Well, folks, I didn't lose the plot because guess who comes out on stage after this very interesting trailer uh, featuring Sophia Lillis and Hunter Schaefer and uh, the the uh, final actor's name, Udo Kier. Don't know him as I well as I know the other two. I but know none of them. So. This trailer was odd. It was like live action. They were just like That's recording. That's not live action. That's CG. Really? Yeah. <laughs> to add to the weirdness of it. it is, yeah, that's... that's You can especially tell with Mr. whatever his name is. Udo? Uh, Mr. Udo Kier? Udo Kier. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's CG. I mean, it's incredibly impressive. It's probably pre-rendered. I'd be shocked if it was in... You know what? It's Kojima. It could be an engine. Who knows? Well, they just say a phrase, and then they get scared, and then Sophia Lilla screams. It's obviously a horror game. Oh, well, maybe not obvious, because it's Kojima, so you're kind of like, I don't know, this could just be some weird thing that he's doing. Because he loves to do weird things. But then, um, we we uh, he was joined on stage by... You didn't say uh, what it was called. Well, I'm not ready to tell the audience Oh, you're yet. telling it in your own order. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, you don't, don't blink. They can't hear that. He's the... So Andrew's the one who puts assigns the story to me. Yeah. And then he wants to tell me what I should and should not say. <laughs> I thought say. you accidentally forgot. Not that you were, like, weaving a story. Excuse well, me. I'm sorry. I'm trying to weave a story. I'll I'm stop. trying to weave a web. Go ahead, So uh, guess who else joins him on stage? Uh, who other than Jordan Peele? Which uh, real Kojima heads, such as myself, would know that these two have been... Um, buddy buddy for a while because kojima posted a tweet of them together back in like march so uh but this uh seem is a horror game uh called od 
and it will be for Xbox. Uh, no release date, no nothing, which is not surprising at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so new Kojima game. Guess who was right? <laughs> I, I can't. I I can't. I mean, now that it's like been out for a few days, I'm like, oh, I guess that makes sense. But like, that didn't make any sense. Like, it was just like, oh, okay. Because like it Kojima was, was like, shocking. Kojima's like, oh, I'm working on an Xbox game. We're all like, what? And he was like, yeah, probably gonna use the cloud or something. And in my brain, I'm like, that game's never coming out, or it's gonna take 20 years. But well, here we are, and we saw it. Um, it may still take 20 years. Yeah, yeah, but at least we'll probably see Game Award trailers every single year, and also like. It's O-D-P-T. Like, it's it's uh, pretty... And, like, they use the door opening. Like, it's pretty clear to me this is Kojima capturing something he wanted to capture back in 2014. I'm excited for that reason, honestly. What? 2014. That's, That's when PT... Yeah, PT is 10 years old almost. Wait. Wasn't PT 2015? Nah, it came out well. It came out in 2014. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I mean, I'm looking it up now because I'm you're making me question myself. Yeah, August 12th, 2014. So it's going to have its 10th anniversary in August. My God. It's more like nine years then, but still. Um, I'm excited. I think that's really cool. I do think that they talked for way too long because they were not saying anything. It was just Jordan Peele being like, Kojima is a genius. And the audience being like, woo! Yeah, and there was a like, lot of self-sucking going on. And he's like, I need Sorry. to reiterate that Kojima is a genius. And I'm like, you just said that. And then it was like 12 times. And I was like, can we just like, like just stop? Um, I also think it's wild to me. It's just so crazy to me that Kojima is working on a PlayStation and an Xbox game just, just at the same time. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> Simultaneously is the weird part to me, but. Yeah. Um. A game that is coming to just PlayStation, though. Sorry, Xbox is the new game from Koei Tecmo. Rise of the Ronin. We got a trailer with a surprise release date of March 22nd. Bunch of new footage. I think this game looks incredible. If you're a fan of Team Ninja, they make uh, Neo. They made Wolong. This game looks like a more uh, linear story-driven kind of experience than those other games. I'm very excited. I think it looks really, really good. Um, this this is really moved up on my anticipated games for next year. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a samurai, a ronin with a gun. You know, can't go wrong. Is that sarcastic? No. Okay. I'm serious. You your face looks unserious. I don't know what to say. It kind of looks like Assassin's Creed to me. That's, Which is I not think a bad thing. Yeah, there's some inspiration, I think. Uh, yeah, it looks cool. I probably won't play it, but I'm excited for you to play it and for everybody else who wants Comes to play out March it. 22nd, which is stupid because March 22nd Ooh. is Dragon's Dogma 2 and Princess Peach's release date already. Yeah, that's that's kind of stacked. That's kind of silly. There's too many that's, games. That's a lot of games. That's a lot of games. Uh, another game coming out in 2024 is a new game from Don't Nod, who are the creators of Life is Strange. Um, this game seems to be sort of similar, maybe choice-based. It's a story-driven journey through time. Um, to me, it kind of looks a little bit like, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Yellow Jackets. It's about a group of girls. It's like a soccer team. They get in a plane crash. Uh, there's some like 
spooky stuff going on. Um, it looks a little bit like that. There's not a plane crash, but there is some sort of tragedy. Somebody dies. Anyway, yeah, don't want to get too much away. Gay characters. Oh yeah, but there's so. I mean, <laughs> that was like that in Life is Strange too. You know, there's yeah. a there was a lot of women I'm, loving women. I'm very much for that. I was just being silly. Right, you're just being homophobic. I am I allowed to do that? Uh, I don't know. Let's bring it up with the Anti Defamation League. Who I've got okay. on the line right now. Just Hello. kidding. Anyway, uh, this game is set to come out in 2024, uh, late 2024, as far as we know, and you can wish list it right now. I think it looks great. Yeah, Genuinely. it looks cool. I mean, I'll play. I mean, I listen. I love Life is Strange. Okay. So if they want to get back to that formula, that's fine with me. Not that they ever went away from it because they made Life is Strange 2 and then they made true colors which i never played and then they made um and then they're making that other game that is a complete departure from the sort of life is strange situation but anyway i'm excited i thought it was it was a pleasant surprise in my opinion yeah i agree it's always interesting when a studio is like we got two games in the oven yeah like uh, kojima yeah uh before we move on kelly I'm going to go ahead yes. and, and do a little uh, co-sponsor read, if that's okay with you. Yep. Okay. I was waiting for your confirmation. Why don't you go ahead and do that read for us? I gotcha. It's been a while since we've talked about our friends, but this episode is co-sponsored by Century Esports, a grassroots esports team from Pittsburgh. They're currently supporting Smash Ultimate, Melee, Rivals of Ether, and Rocket League communities and events. They hold Smash Ultimate tournaments every Friday in Pittsburgh at Carnegie Mellon University, so for anyone living nearby or traveling through the area, be sure to stop by. You can check out the brand new website at pghcentry.gg, that is p-g-h-s-e-n-t-r-y.gg, to see the latest team news, event photos, articles, and tournament sign-up pages. Or you can find them at Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at pghcentry, p-g-h-s-e-n-t-r-y. Thank you, everybody, for supporting Grassroots Esports, and especially thanks to Century for co-sponsoring us. I know we haven't talked to them in a while. They've had a lot of big, exciting changes, so they're back in the picture. We want to make sure that everybody is aware that they have some big, exciting changes. Thanks, Sentry. I almost said you're welcome. <laughs> I would never thank you. Oh, what if I told you about a video game? I might thank you. Black Myth Wukong? is a real video game and not a fake one. <laughs> right. Uh, we got a new extensive trailer for Black Myth Wukong and a release date of August 20th. That's almost my birthday. Um, I was really surprised. This game looks stunning as always. It looks better every time we see it somehow. And this does look like a real game. I still doubt it. I still think this game is imaginary. But it looks really good. And it's out August 20th, finally. So... Boop, boop. On August 20th, you can break free from the shackles of earthly desires and confront your destiny on the journey westwards. Yeah, and then the next day I'll go out for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, I thought it looked good. It, it has some interesting... Um, I think this trailer helped it, in my eyes, just uh, see some more of like the enemy types and sort of the, the... I mean, you kind of understand the general narrative structure of the journey west, but... Uh, 
to see it translated in this fashion is more exciting than mm-hmm. reading an ancient book. I agree. Because I'm a gamer uh-huh. and I don't read. I got <laughs> I'm I got just kidding. I, I actually do read. I do read. And I actually read that Skull and Bones, a, a Ubisoft original, uh, will be releasing <laughs> on February 16th, 2024. So get your eye patches ready. Get your peg legs out. And um, uh, get on your boat and go and be a pirate, I guess. No. Okay. But you can on February 16th, 2024, according yeah, to Ubisoft. Sure you can. Yeah, sure you can. Okay. <laughs> it's we'll see what Ubisoft has to say on uh, January 10th, 2024. Yeah. Or on February 17th when the game comes out un- unplayable. Oh, yes. A game that is coming out around the same time that I assume probably will play better is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And we got a big live performance of the theme song, which we had never heard before. As well as a new trailer. Um, the trailer that came out after the Game Awards had a bunch of more story context. I will spare you the details in case you don't want spoilers. But we did see Vincent and Sid. Their faces. We saw some characters that maybe you wouldn't expect to see in this sequel to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I'm very excited. I think this trailer looks incredible. Game looks great. Theme song was really nice. It was kind of funny to watch the live action person sing. And they kept cutting to her. And I was kind of like... Not to be rude, but, like, can I see the trailer? Because, like, that's kind of why I'm here. It was yeah. silly. Yeah. I mean, she killed it. <clears throat> but She killed it. Being able to see my beautiful Vincent. He looks great. And his that voice. Was, that was really special for me. <laughs> I, I, it's almost like I don't know what to say at this point because it's just, it's so close. And I'm so excited for it. Yeah. I'm excited, too. I'm excited that we got a little bit more story content because mm-hmm. when I when we first saw the Game Awards performance, I was kind of like, "Oh, this is it." But <laughs> not that it was bad, but it's like there was you're more. Not really, there was more. It's music. Oomph. We're not really seeing anything. New, like, I mean, we were seeing new stuff, but we weren't. We didn't understand the context. I mean, maybe you understood the context because I'm a freak. Well, and it's a remake, kind of. Uh, but anyway. Uh, moving on to the next trailer, which was uh, something a trailer that I found interesting. I'm not really sure how to react or respond to it. Um, it was for a Marvel game, a new Marvel game by Arcane uh, Leon, which is a different Arcane. They're the ones that made Deathloop and Dishonored. The good uh, Arcane. They're, f- they're French. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> which makes sense because this game takes place in Paris uh, and it's a Blade game. You know, Blade, the Marvel the vampire he's got a sword i i have <laughs> nothing to say other than like okay yeah i mean it's just hard some, to I'm say tired there's of marvel stuff so yeah there's not really a whole lot that can be gleaned from this trailer it was really short it was like not even 2 minutes um and we didn't really get a release date so we'll find out probably in 2 years this yeah. game is, I'm assuming this game is a few years off. Yeah. Another game that's probably a really long way off. Hello Games. You know, No Man's Sky team. Hello Games. Hi Games. What's up? Announced, Hello, uh, a procedural game announced by um, Sean, uh, what's his last name? Murray. Murray, 
who has never overhyped anything ever in his life. To give you a vague idea, this game is called Light No Fire. It is a new multiplayer procedurally generated game. Generated game uh, takes place on a procedurally genera- generated Earth. I can't talk. It's fine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at that. It was just I was, was still thinking funny. about the Matthew McConaughey thing. From <laughs> I don't. What did you I even like, call him? You were like Matthew Mahanohua. Like you didn't even. I can't wait to listen back to this and hear that. It was really something. Um, to be honest, here's my thing. The game looks good from this trailer, but they let Sean Murray reveal it, and he hyped it up as the first true open world game ever, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because that either means, one, he doesn't view other games as like valuable, or two, he's going to do something incredibly like overambitious that turns into it being boring, just like with the original No Man's Sky release. Yeah. My thinking is, and I'll keep it brief, um, I just don't understand why studios think there's this huge audience for procedural games, procedurally like generated places in games. I think people are more engaged with like detailed, storied locations, settings, characters, quests than they are like Radiant Skyrim quests. You know what I mean? Yes, like, absolutely. People didn't play Starfield and were like, oh my god. Uh, this planet is different than the last one I went on. They played, st- well, maybe they were, but well, a lot of people, people who play Starfield played it for, you know, the quests and the stuff that was written into the game. Just like any game, it's better to play when you have a sense of structure and like direct, okay, like but, directive. But Kelly, this game's yes. a furry game. That's kind of true. You can play as a bunny. You can play as a deer. You can play as a cheetah, but they're people, which we know I like. Right. You know what game you would really like, Andrew, is Final Fantasy fourteen, no. Because you can play as a bunny or a cat. When did this narrative of me being a furry get established? The second anytime any sort of furry adjacent thing appears on screen and you get excited. <laughs> okay? I do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If the shoe fits, wear it. I, shoot. I got no shoes on right now. My feet. Or bear. If the glove fits, you must acquit. Can you move on? I don't want to talk yeah. about OJ Simpson. I want um, to talk about OD Kojima. <laughs> no, I well, don't. we, we already, already talked, talked about, about that. that. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. Sorry. Okay. Well, Creative Business Unit 3 has some big stuff cooking <laughs> in the oven. Um, I don't know if you knew that. Uh, we got a, a little trailer for the first Final Fantasy 16 DLC, uh, Echoes of the Fallen. Um, it came out on the day of the Game Awards. They were like, why don't you go ahead and go play this DLC real quick? Now, I have something to say. I know Final Fantasy 16 has been out for quite a while. There's a really big spoiler in this trailer. A certain character? It's like, you play the game, and you can play it for like 8 to 10 hours with the impression that a character is not in the game anymore. And then this tr- eight to ten hours is a long time, okay? I'm a working adult. And then you watch this trail and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, they didn't have to show this character. Anyway, the point is, this is the first of two DLC. Uh, the next one's coming out in the spring. So all you Final Fantasy 16 heads, get excited. I personally am uh, ambivalent because there were parts of Final Fantasy 16 that I liked. I loved Clyde. I loved the music. I loved the direction. Everything else kind of flopped a little bit for me, so I probably won't play this. I was going to say, I'll talk more about Final Fantasy 16 in our year-end episode, because I do. I have been thinking about it a lot. 
but I'm not yeah. going to touch this DLC personally. Yeah. So that uh, was not quite the end of show, but we are almost there. Well, yeah, that was the end of the show for us. But then we had about an hour of live service and multiplayer games that I cannot remember the name of. And I yeah. couldn't say anything about. So we're going to skip all that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, but they closed out the show with one last announcement, and that was the reveal of Monster Hunter Wilds coming 2025 to PlayStation 5 Series X and PC. And I think hey, somebody on the show predicted that. That was me. Wow. That was my big reveal, right? That was the, Yeah, that was my biggest prediction. Um, and it did come true, and I was underwhelmed. <laughs> I think it looks good, but I think that I want to see this game in like six months to a year when we're seeing way more about it. Um, because the only thing about it that really got me like, ooh, was the fact that your mount is right, like can fly now. I think that's cool. Um, and the it'll frame probably rate, be stunning. The frame rate in this trailer is kind of bad. Was that a YouTube thing? No, I think that's like this. Remember I was talking about like Metaphor and they showed it in June, but it wasn't quite yeah. ready. And when they showed it in, now in December, it looks great. I have a feeling when we see this game in like June, because we'll probably see, they said they're going to talk about it more in the summer. I think it'll be like really, really impressive. Um, yeah. But I think, <clears throat> I think it's just too early to be seeing this game personally. And I think ending, this was a bad ender. I I, agree. I think it's a great game, bad closer. Like, I'm excited that it exists, but that was an odd one to close out the show on. Yeah, I would agree with that. I um, I played Monster Hunter World, and I had a good time. But, you know, it's not, like, revolutionary. But I think these games are really big in Japan. They make a lot of money. So yeah. it does make sense in that in that way. Yeah. And who am I to judge? What do I know? You know? Well, there's one thing you know. I know who won Game of the Year. And I don't, so this is news to me. <laughs> um, uh, Game of the Year was announced by uh, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> don't ask me why. I don't it's, know. It's because he did that whole stick at the end of the Game Awards last year who we talked about Bill Clinton. So they invited him back. Right. Yeah. It, it, it was kind of eerie when the w winners received their award and were doing their speech on stage and he and Timothy Chalamet was standing in the back. He did look a little bit like I literally, that, I that literally kid. was like, he looks exactly like Bill Clinton kid. <laughs> and you and Cam were both like, oh, no. It was a little bit scary. I yeah. was getting some like. PTSD. I, like my eyes were like flashing. Like I was like, oh, my God. It's happening. Um, hey, but you know who won game of the year? Baldur's Gate 3. Woo! Woo! Um, I. I'm very glad that, that Larian won. I feel like Larian as a studio has been through a lot. Uh, it's been around for a long time, and many things have happened. Um, and I think them returning to form with this game, not that Divinity, their last game, which I believe was Divinity Original Sin 2, not that yeah. it was bad, um, but Baldur's Gate, returning to Baldur's Gate, uh, very exciting. And the game itself, in my opinion, is great. We'll talk more about it in future episodes. But this was a victory for Kelly, personally. I'm excited. It was a nice speech, even if it got cut a little short. I do think what they talked about was very sweet. And I do think that they deserved it. So good for them. Yeah. So that I was just, Game Awards. I sure do just love Baldur's Gate. You know, I sure do just love it. I spent like nine hours playing it yesterday. Holy mother. Should well, we talk? It was uh, 
Should we talk about what we played before we wrap up this already quite long episode? Yeah, I'm going to keep mine real brief. I was going to say, I have three and I'll be speedy. So I got the Persona bug. I don't know why. I think it's because Persona 3 Reload's coming out very soon. Was it not the metaphor trailer? No. Okay. I don't really know what it was. Was it because I was playing Persona 5? Maybe. Yeah, and we were kind of talking about it. But anyway, I I re-downloaded Persona 4 Golden from Game Pass because it's free. Um, Well, it's not really free, but... (laughs) um and i played it i played about uh, like eight hours nine hours maybe um man i love persona 4 i think it's a great game it's probably the worst offender in my opinion of like the tutorial bloat that happens in persona games where like the first dungeon is just loaded with stuff that if you've played a persona game before or if you played Persona 4 before, it's so tedious. Yeah. Um, it's also a lot harder than I remembered. And I think it's just because the last one I really played was Persona 5 Royal, which is... A breeze. Very easy. Um, <laughs> in comparison to other Persona games. Persona 3 Portable is pretty easy, too, actually. I, I feel like there's a lot of like time-saving features in Persona 3 Portable and Persona 5 Royal that... For some reason, Persona 4 Golden didn't quite take advantage of, even though it was made after Portable. Uh, but whatever. Um, it's fun. I definitely won't be finishing it within the next five months uh, because I will be playing Persona 3 Reload, which we will also talk about more in future episodes. But uh, I'm having a good time. I like the story of 4 a lot. I think it's very unique. I think it's very interesting. I love the main antagonist. I think that they are very interesting. Though you don't really get that in the first 40 hours of the game. I was going to so. say the first like 75 <laughs> hours or so. <laughs> um, but it's fun to return. And, and like I had only experienced um, the original Persona 4 and I never played it. I just watched all of it. Um, so Golden is interesting. And like hearing uh, certain voice actors changing. Yeah. I don't like Marie, though. And I know that's not unpopular, but she really drags that game down. I liked her, but she's I was not, a kid, she, kid when I she, played it, so. She's not like Kasumi, you know what I mean? No. Hard to compare to that, though. Yeah, Kasumi's really special. Yeah. But anyway, so maybe I'll talk more about it when I finish it in two years. Let's <laughs> <We'll> see. <clears throat> um, Andrew, what did you play this week? I will not drag this on. I played three games this week. Um I played a PlayStation Plus included game, Hot Shot Racing, because I've been wanting to expand my forte a little bit, play some games and genres I don't usually play. So this Your is a Fortnite. My Fortnite. Oh, I did play Fortnite. That's not a joke. I played it because I was like, oh, there's all this new stuff. And then I played two games and I said, I don't like this. So I stopped. <laughs> and I was like, that's OK. I'm glad that that's the case. So I didn't even try Lego Fortnite. Sorry, everybody. Um, but uh, it is a racing game, Hot Shot racing obviously a racing game is very much inspired by old arcade racers imagine like cruise and blast from the arcades but like kind of pulled back to be a little bit more grounded um with a very interesting simplistic art style i played through all of it it only took me like an hour and change um it was fun um i think it really relies on an interesting drifting system uh it is not like mario kart it is actually quite difficult to do at the beginning and it also has a slipstream effect so if you drive behind a car you will catch up to them you know, you will gain speed speed and catch up to them very quickly. And then when you 
use the slipstream as well as when you drift, you build up a boost meter and allows you to boost. Um, I liked it though. I don't recommend it that highly unless you love racing games, love arcade racing games, especially, uh, or have PlayStation plus cause it's available on there, but fun little excursion for me. I also played quite a bit of cyberpunk, cyberpunk, <laughs> cyberpunk 2077 phantom Liberty. It was on sale. So I picked it up. Finally, um, I played what I understand to be about half of it. Um, I won't talk too much about it. I'll probably talk about it more with Kelly during our Game of the Year special. I don't know if it'll be up there, but I'll talk about it when she talks about it. So that's all I'll say. Idris is pretty good. I don't think it's the same symptom of I think he's very good, but he's acting opposite like Jeremy Lee and a lot of other wildly good actors that I'm like, oh, I think this might be his like first big voice role like this. Um, because I do think he's an exceptionally good actor. It's not like Keanu where I have unpopular opinions about him in general, like, I do think Idris Elba is generally incredible, but I'm not blown away by him in this game. Is that going to make you mad, Kelly? No, okay. not at all. I'm glad he didn't win at the Game Awards. I'll say that because compared to the competition, it was like night and day. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not night and day, but like night and 7 p.m. Um, <laughs> and then I started Baldur's Gate 3. Finally. 2023 game of the year, Baldur's Gate 3. I started GOTY. Um, wow. I started it before the Game Awards because it's like, I at least have to know what's going on, um, which also meant every time they showed it on screen, I closed my eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but all I'll say right now is the biggest thing that I'm loving about this game, because it's a, it's overwhelming. It's not a little, it is overwhelming for me personally. So it's going to be difficult for me to get into it. I know that. But the biggest thing that I like about it is the dice system, because there are decisions that you can make and it doesn't really matter if it's likely that you'll succeed. You can roll the dice and see. And that just feels a lot better than like in cyberpunk. It's like, oh, I can't do this thing because I don't have 15 of this stat. And it tells you you can't do that. You have 10 out of 15. In Baldur's Gate 3, it's like, roll it. See, you have a disadvantage. This might suck for you, but roll. See what happens. I'm like, I love that. And I really think it's an interesting idea. It is the most role-playingest of role-playing games. Visually stunning. The gameplay is really nice. I'm excited. I'll talk about it more next week. But really good start. And I know it's going to be difficult for me to get into personally. But during our Christmas break, I'll probably devour the crap out of that game. Yeah, <clears throat> it's definitely I think Baldur's Gate 3 is sort of well, we'll we'll talk about it more, but it really is designed to be played more than once. So, yeah, and that's I, all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, but that's our last normal episode of 2023. Kelly, we'll be back next week. Game of the year week after that. Part one of 2023, I'm sorry, 2024 preview. Week after that, part two, 2024 preview. It's all happening here, folks. Don't miss it. Happy holidays. See you soon. And thanks for listening. Bye.